and this is the Demented Files. All right, hey guys, we are back. I am Julie. This is Raquel, and we're back for our third episode. Yeah, we're recording right now, and um, it's really like foggy outside. It's kind of me- making me be in a mood to like go to the graveyard or like some. Well, I don't know what people call it, a cemetery and go take some pictures. Ooh, I'm thinking I want to do that after this. I'm not sure though. Depends because if it rains, I might not. I can't with my with my camera spooky yeah or watch a scary movie or something yes yeah scary movie Mm-hmm. wait there was a movie we just watched and i completely forgot the name of it it was i think it was a new michael myers movie that came out mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad i usually don't like the remakes like that because i'm like all right Halloween? um I gotta look. I'm terrible. I don't know. I just remembered that we watched it and it was, it's new. It's newer. And usually, you know, when you remake something, it's like, it kind of gets cheesy and they've made the Michael Myers series, like they've done so many spinoffs. Yeah. And it was actually good. I was very surprised. Very Mm. surprised. I'll get the name. I'll I'll get back to you guys on that. So yeah. Uh, Yeah, that sounds cool. I don't, I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies in a while. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really like them that much. I know a lot of people love those kind of. I think movies. they just, they've, they've, it's overkill at this point. Yeah, because they just make so many. It's right. It's like how many? It's like Walking Dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've yeah. done the Walking Dead so many different times that it's like. What do you mean the Walking Dead? Like the show? Like not, not spinoffs, but it's like after a certain amount of episodes. It's, oh, you mean like the wait the show though? Or yeah, like the show. Zombies? Oh, you, do you like the Walking Dead? I liked it the first like five seasons, oh, and I then love it the just dead. it just becomes repetitive. Like okay, you find a place, you do some dumb shit, and then you have to leave because you let the wrong person in, and now we gotta find a new spot. Yeah, you know? I'm sorry if you hear all that uh, ruckus in the background. It's my dog. Um, who doesn't know how to take a chill pill and thinks it's always playtime with the cats. So Only when we're recording. Only when we're recording, of course. But yeah, no, I love The Walking Dead. That's like my all-time favorite show. So you still know. watch it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. right now, well, okay. So Carl! Carl! I'm not, <laughs> not going to go into detail because I don't want to give any like spoilers yeah. or anything. Uh-huh. But um, I stopped watching it after a certain episode uh-huh well actually you know what screw it because it, it's been like five years at this point oh so, so if they didn't watch it that's a personal problem well, glenn the yeah when did you see when glenn died uh you seen that my yet? memory is okay. shit that's like oh you know what you said like the first five seasons i don't know i may have watched more remind me what happened uh he got bashed in the head with a bat you didn't see that it was very traumatizing. Did. Yeah, I got. I just watched it again a couple of weeks ago, and I got nauseous. Like it was, it was a brutal scene. Yeah. I did not appreciate that at all. And so we watched that season and suffered through it. But then after that, we stopped watching it for years. Yeah. Like, and then we just picked up on it again because uh, the TVs come with a Samsung channel. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they have an AMC like okay. Walking Dead channel. Yeah. So it just plays like all the Walking Dead themes yeah. and stuff. And it plays the show on there, and I just got, like, addicted to it again. I love that show so much. 
You know what's a good show? Dexter. Yes, we've watched Dexter. I'm a so times. mad that Dexter's dead. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna make a spinoff with his son. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Like, and did I, they kill the show, or do you think there's gonna be more? Did you see the the new season? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. And yeah. Dexter's dead. Yeah. Yeah. You just gave a spoiler. <laughs> That's like really new. Listen, <laughs> if you haven't watched it, it's like really new. You're I'm like, sorry. Dexter's dead. Dexter's dead. <laughs> sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I probably should have gave you that before, but sorry. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, it wasn't even tragic when he died. It was like okay. It was like, almost like a sad. relief. Yeah, I wasn't sad or yeah. nothing. It was like all right, he's dead. Like I don't know if they could do a spinoff off his son because. His son was definitely into that, but you can tell... He was, he was fighting it. He was also, like, reluctant. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he killed him because he killed the cop. So it was like... Oh, yeah, man. and that was his boy. It's almost like an ethical thing. Like, right. He, he, he felt more ethics. Whatever... What do you call him? A dark passenger that he that Dexter had. Yeah. It seems like his son can control it a little bit better. Yeah. So I don't know if he would... Who knows? ...follow in his footsteps. Maybe. 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 I mean, they're always trying to do spinoffs of everything. Right. Like you said, The Walking Dead. I mean, they have so many spinoffs. Right. But I'm loyal to The Walking Dead because the other shows are kind of frustrating. When you grow up, like, I'm super snobby when it comes to shows. Yeah. And, like, music and stuff. and Redoing things. Redoing things. Right. And new people. Oh, my God. And yeah. Tom, too. Tom is, like, the same way. He's just, like, uh-uh. it, it's hard to give something else a chance right. when you're so used to one thing. Right. But, like the new Roxanne song. What? Which one? Like, you know how they have, like, three different Roxanne songs? They have the Roxanne, Roxanne, I want to be your man. And then the police song, Roxanne. And then they have the other one that just came out, like, maybe two years ago. Roxanne, Roxanne, all she want to do is party all night. God damn, Roxanne. Yeah, and I'm just like... I've heard that. That sounds familiar, but vague. Like, can you guys just leave it alone? (laughs) Is it all the spinoff of the original song? Uh, that one is, yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. the the Roxanne Shantae song and the Police song are two very different songs. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's just like, they're always remaking things that they just need to leave alone. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot, and especially with, like, uh, older movies, too. Right. Um, Leatherface. They... Oh, my God. They... <laughs> Netflix even has a new, a new Leatherface movie. It was good. It was good. You did you so? wa- did you watch it? You you didn't like it? I have a thing. I have a is the word quarrel right? I have a quarrel with with movies like horror movies. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, that right that's fine. I don't know. It works. <laughs> it, it works. It works. So I'll be saying like the most random words, and then it actually works. I don't know. Why. It works for the vocab. Yeah, and with just the people who are in these movies, they always like die because they do the dumbest shit that's a horror movie i know i hate it it can't you can't be there's always going to be someone that trips i hate it there's always going to be someone who investigates something that they really shouldn't Mm -hmm. and there's always going to be someone that goes back somewhere after knowing what's already there Mm -hmm. when they shouldn't right without those at least one out of those three it it would not be a horror movie like, even the the woman, you know, she's been after him for, what, 30, 40 years. And she got killed. And she had the nerve to lock God. those girls in the car. Yeah. Like, and the way, it's like, the whole time, she's like, 
She literally had him right there so many times. And she was trying to talk tough. Yeah. It's like, just like, stop. Like, bitch, sit down. Just stop. Shoot like, him. Seriously, yeah. Call it, it so a day. Stupid. It was so stupid. It's the dramatics. Oh, my God. So, all right. Anyways, I'm sorry. We spoke for almost eight minutes. Got off track. <laughs> Got off track Leave right it to away. Us. But welcome again. Thank you for listening. We are going to talk about, um, guess what we're talking about today? I'm not even going to say. What do you think it is? Because I haven't even spoken to you about it yet. You told me what you're doing, but I didn't tell you what I'm doing. I don't know. Okay. It could be so many things. It could. Well, we said spooky last week, so this week, it's going to be near-death experiences. Ooh la la. Okay. I'm going to do a little unexplained. Is this personal or is this something in that you found or i love listening to near death near death experiences from like people that have had them oh like crossing over like oh that kind of near i thought it was like freak accident like oh my god i can't believe i survived like near death like you're right there yeah yeah (gasps) wow i'm very interested so like exciting I, i found some that are really interesting yeah they're it's just it makes you think yeah. It really makes you think like, about what is there? about life and right. all that. It's crazy. Basically, if you don't know what a near-death experience is, it's also called NDE for short because it's kind of long. And it's a common pattern of events that many people experience when they are experiencing intense threat, are seriously ill, or come close to death. They have been reported by people all over the world from regular people, scientists, priests, atheists, and even kids. Wow. So like a bunch of... So this is real. Everywhere. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when people see like shadow people or something, which I don't know. That's all over the world too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's a lot of mysteries to the world. This is one of them that def- it's definitely intriguing. It's, it's cool to learn about mm-hmm. because every story is as similar as they are. They're all very different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, many studies done on, on NDEs. I am going to call them NDEs probably for the rest of the episode just because it's a little less of a tongue twister to mm-hmm. say yeah so they actually remorn <laughs> it sort of remains an unexplained phenomenon for the most part it mm-hmm. seems to happen when people are put under like anesthesia or comas like induced comas or their own bodies just fail due to an illness mm. they're considered medically inexplicable and cannot be explained by known physical brain functions there seems to be uh, there seems to still be many studies going on trying to find evidence that human consciousness exists independently of the body and that it survives physical death. I but, really hope yeah. not. If I'm yeah. dead, just let me be dead. You just want to see black? You don't want to see nothing? You don't want to experience well, I'm not. I'm not going to see anything because I'm going to be dead. Yeah. If you're seeing black, that means there's a conscious there. I okay. just want it. I want just, lights boom. out. That's lights it. Out. Yeah. I don't want to know what's going on. You don't want to know. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, so because of some of the stories told, um, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. How can a person who is dead see things in the room their unresponsive bodies are in? They can see the doors operating, uh, the doors, the doctors operating, men <laughs> in the van. Right. The van's there operating <laughs> on them. <laughs> My stupid ass. Okay, they can see the doctors operating on them, or they can travel to other locations. They can see loved what? ones in their home. Oh, I'm teleporting. Yeah, they teleport. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, be, they fuck have with all some these people. powers. They're like fucking levitating. They're out there. They're experiencing things that we could never experience in real life. It's, oh, yeah. It's very eerie concept and it's very interesting i'm definitely knocking over doors and candles and (laughs) flickering lights yeah it's freaking nuts 
I will be telling the stories today of three near-death experience survivors. Hmm. The first one is going to be uh, Adam Tapp. His NDE happened when he was 35 years old. He had an accident with a wood etching device that ended up electrocuting him. So I actually have two stories with electrocutions today. His heart stopped for about 11 and a half minutes. Yeah, he states that it was one of the most excruciatingly painful things I've ever experienced. His friend and wife came to his aid and performed CPR on him. And get this, this is like shit out of, I don't know, a movie. His freaking wife was actually a cardiac RN. And his friend had just taken a high voltage safety course. Right? Wow. Talk about being like all fucked wow. up and blessed at the same time. Like those are the yeah. best people you could have around you. That was supposed to happen. To yeah. They were able to make a difference and call 911 immediately as well. He was a paramedic as well. And his fellow paramedics showed up and they started to work on him. They drilled a hole into his shoulder bone for drug access. Sheesh. That sounds rough. He was given uh, epinephrine and defib- defibrillated twice before being brought back to life. Wow. He officially woke up six hours later in the ICU intuba- intubated. He stated, all of a sudden, I just woke up in a place that seemingly I'd always been. It was black and it kind of seemed like space. He says he didn't feel like Adam or a paramedic, explaining it felt more like a raw consciousness where he just existed happily and pleasantly. He claims to have had a sort of frequency wash over him and saw what looked like gasoline on water with all these geometric shapes and patterns. He did feel something communicating with him as well via thoughts and feelings and emotions. He felt like he was fading into the fabric of the universe. He said, it was so warm and peaceful and pleasant. When he woke up, his sense of time was a mess and it was very confused and he was very confused. He believes if he would have been told he was out for 30 years, he would have believed it. He was very uncomfortable in his body for a while. He was hyper aware of his body, especially his breathing. And uh, I have a quote from Adam here. It says, what I take from it is this absolute in equivocal equivocal feeling that death is supposed to happen it might not be pleasant and we we might not want it sorry i can't talk today but it is supposed to happen and it is very literally a necessary part of life wow yeah wow so that's what death feels like yeah for him it it was like super chill i wonder if that's (laughs) heaven like that you know one of my favorite artists Mm -hmm. j cole he says heaven is a mind state I've been a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if heaven really is just a mind state. It's a place that's mm-hmm. that that more in-depth consciousness and, you know, like kind of like sinking into the earth and just a state of peace. I wonder, isn't that? Yeah. That's crazy. You just finally, finally feel like free as Free fuck. and just chill and like, it's like the best high anxiety medication you've ever taken in your life like you had the best <laughs> freaking special brownie ever yeah you're exactly just exactly it. yeah you're just that, that i mean that makes sense people are always, what are we always chasing damn girl that. peace we're always chasing you kind of making me want to electrocute myself yeah. <laughs> with a etching wood etching, etching device <laughs> i want to feel a wood etching device <laughs> right. damn zip it but just enough to 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 kill you for like but a couple please, of minutes yeah you and have then bring to, you back right you got to take the class we're going to discuss this off. You got to take the class. podcast. Right. And my sister is a paramedic. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's going to be there. We're going to do, do this. That's like that movie. Didn't they? They made movies like that, right? I don't remember the name. I don't know. Where they, they kill themselves. 
Speaking um, of on purpose movies like what? that, Don't Kill Me, the new movie on Netflix. Okay, first of all, the ending was shit. I'm not going to talk about the ending because it was so bad. So it was a good movie. I liked the movie. It was different. It was very dark. But the ending I wasn't crazy about. Overall, like, you know, just know you'll be disappointed by the end. So just enjoy the movie. (laughs) I always hate that. Like, movies are good and you're like, how is this going to end? Yeah. It was the most disappointing endings ever. You're like, that's it? Yeah. (laughs) It was a disappointing ending. So it was called Don't Kill Me. Okay. Very, I liked it. I would watch it again. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix. Is there any, like, big actors in it? No, it's actually an Italian-based film. Oh, so it's got subtitles. Yeah, it's pretty dope, too. And they had a wild, like, sex scene that I was like, I started feeling emotions. I was like, hang on a minute. Like, this is not, this is soft, you know, soft corn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is not, this is not, uh... Wait a minute. Right. I was like, hold on. They do things differently over there, because, uh... (laughs) They wouldn't have this in an American movie. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I could get that. I don't that. know how they film those kind of scenes. It's crazy. Girl, you have to watch the movie. Okay. You'll know exactly what scene I'm talking because there are a few, so it's okay. not safe for you know children, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was an overall you know decent watch. Okay, I recommend okay. it. Don't kill me on Netflix. Okay. All right, I will. I will give it a shot. So yeah, so that was the first story. It was brief. So some of the, two of my stories are going to be a little brief. Mm-hmm. And then the last one's going to be a little little longer. Mm-hmm. So that was Adam Tapp and his experience after being electrocuted. What an interesting experience. Yeah. it's Oh my God. It just sucks that you have to like experience pain before. Uh, yeah. Before actually, it's almost like a reward for your pain. <laughs> Wait, I thought of the TikTok sound. It's like a reward. You know the TikTok sound that they have out no. now? Oh, never mind. No. <laughs> I haven't been on TikTok in a while. I've only seen the ones you've sent me. Oh, I'm always sending you yeah. TikTok. You know what? With his story, um, I, you know, when you said he was kind of uncomfortable in his body, I thought, I was like, damn, like if something happened to me and I had this amazing sense of like euphoria and I'm just like at the highest level of peace that I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. And then you bring me back with, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I would be depressed. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. I want to kind of go back there. Yeah. I, I, from what I, when I was looking up stuff, everybody feels like that. Okay. They're like, they're like, why am I going back? Right. Like, you know, they talk to either, you know, like Jesus or they're talking to some, some kind of entity, some just peaceful entity. And it's just like, they're like, why are you making me go back? I kind of like this, right? Yeah, they're like, I don't want to go back. So, right. Oh, I that would. has to be beautiful for you not to want to go back and be with your loved ones, yeah. your kids, your animals, your mm-hmm. lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. that just has to be a beautiful sensation. Yeah, and people can't explain it. It's just too inexplainable. It's right. like, I don't know how to put this into words. Right. Because it's just too much. Right. That's how. It is with like the universe. I feel like it's just that's there's just crazy. so much out there that we don't know about. And when it comes to death, we're so intrigued by it, right? Because you we don't, don't know. Understand? We no. don't know. So no. Yeah. And then the people that do explain their experiences, you're like, uh, are they telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Like the people that go and they said they saw like white Jesus with a light and a halo. It's like, <laughs> dude, come on. Yeah, and and it goes into the details of like, I've thought about it myself. You know, I watched like the TikToks of people who've had near death experiences right. or. Or just things they can't explain. Right. Where they died and they the same thing. They come back in their in their bodies. They're like, I have not felt the same in a year since my accident, whatever happened before. Sugar, yeah. get down. Sugar. Her dog Stop is it. a dick. 
He's trying, we have gates up blocking the living room from the kitchen and we have him in here with us right now because he's too Psycho. hyper and crazy and... The dog smokes crack. <laughs> Long story short, he has a crack addiction and at night he sneaks out and he goes to the local bodega and buys a rose stem yeah. <laughs> and then he steals the lighter that, um, you know, is used for candles in the house and he yeah. lights up his crack pipe in the corner. <laughs> Thank you. So, you outed the dog. I, you know, it needs to be talked about. I've, it's a problem. I wanted to have an intervention for the longest time, but it's a lot of money. And yeah. not enough people want to come to it. Right. Like, it's just me and Tom, and it's like, yeah. maybe you want to come? I will. I yeah. will. I've seen angry crackheads before, <laughs> and I do know how to best manage. Okay. So I can assist. Thank you. Whatever you need. It. Thank you. Know. you. I, I yeah. appreciate your experience. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> what were we talking about? Jesus Christ. Okay, the TikTok videos. Yeah, right. and like people don't feel like they belong in their bodies anymore. They're like, this yeah. Is, and, and, and the thing is, half the time, this is going to seem, it's random, but it also kind of makes sense to me. Like half the time I look in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, there's me. There's a human. There's a human there. Yes. And I'm like, but that's yes. not how I feel half the time. Like yesterday, right? When yeah. I was, I was really having a bad day yesterday yeah. and I was crying in the Walmart parking lot. Like I'm there with Tom. And I'm crying, crying. And then he had his own car and I had my own car because we met after work because uh-huh. we had, I had to buy, long story short, I bought contacts and I needed to buy like contact solution and all uh-huh. that shit. So I went in, sucked it up and then came out and then I started crying. And well, no, you started crying outside. Yeah, I started crying outside. <laughs> what triggered the crying? No, I couldn't get the concert tickets. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that. It was very, very just so you just started day. crying or did he say something that it was like fuck here comes the feeling again and you started crying no i just I it just, just literally crying. yeah yeah so i just start crying and then like as we split up because he was gonna go in his car and i was gonna go in my car and come back home right. i look in i look on um the window and i'm like oh shit that's me and the whole time i didn't see myself like that like i forget sometimes when that I look we're like. that we have a body yeah like it's yeah, weird so, i know you get, you get that too? I do. I remember the first time I had that feeling. I think I was like seven or eight. And I, I told you before, I had a really traumatic childhood. I had a really fucked yeah. up childhood. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I remember looking in the mirror one day and I was like seven or eight. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, what am I? I literally mm-hmm. was thinking to myself, I'm a human. Like, but, but like, what am I? Mm-hmm. Like what I didn't understand, mm-hmm. like what I was seeing yeah, or like why I was here. And like, even as an adult now, sometimes mm-hmm. I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I'm a fucking human. Like mm-hmm. I work. Yeah. <laughs> and, then so, and then sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm a bad bitch. Like I didn't look like that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird. Like looking in the mirror and you're like, holy fuck. Like there's a new freckle. Like you, you like little things that it's like. Yeah. We're human. And yeah. it's, but like, are we? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes I, I think, know. and me and um, Jovan talk about this sometimes. Sometimes we think we're experiments for aliens. Oh, yeah. That's one of those theories out yeah. there for sure. We think yeah. that we're alien experience, experiments. Yeah. But that's another yeah. conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of that I can talk about. But mm-hmm. we, we're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just don't know what's going on in mm-hmm. the world half the time. Mm-hmm. In my own body, I forget where I am. We're going a, <laughs> we're going through a lot. Yeah. So anyways, to move on to the second story. Uh, this one's going to be from a woman called Cherie Am- Amay. 
Sheree Amei. It's kind of it's pronounced like diff way different than I had to put like how to pronounce it on there.、Mm-hmm. But she was in her twenties at the time. Well, living in a, a good life, she had good money, she had a good career, just everything was perfect. And all of a sudden, she was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow. Yeah, and had to go through four rounds of chemotherapy and battle the disease. She went into remission and was cancer free. It's like、mm-hmm. fuck yeah, you know.、Mm-hmm. But then eight months later, she was having trouble breathing. She suffered with the shortness of breath for. About three weeks, and then went into cardiac arrest. What? So yeah, and her husband rushed her to the local ER in Danbury, Connecticut. Actually, this was in Connecticut. Yeah, I didn't know. When I was reading, I was like, "Holy shit!" Wow. And the medical staff there performed CPR for about ten minutes, and they were ready to give up. But one of the doctors decided they needed to keep going. They were doing CPR and chest compressions for about ninety minutes. So she was basically、What? clinically clinically dead for for that time for ninety minutes. Do you、It、know how much?、Crazy. Work that is so much work. That is a workout. Yeah, even yeah, nine even three minutes. I usually take my break like every two hours. Can you imagine? You're just bah, well. Bah, they probably bah, had bah. multiple people switching in and out, but that's tiring. That is、still. very. Have you ever done CPR in like、have. a dummy? It's like oh my、I、god, have, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of work. That is a work. lot of work. Yeah, Jesus, I know. Okay, so ninety minutes. They definitely wanted to save this girl.、Mm-hmm. And so they were very unsuccessful, unfortunately. So they transported her on a temporary life support to New York Presbyterian Columbia Hospital, and、uh, she underwent open heart surgery there. What? Like it was like just at twenty. Oh my god! Not at twenty. This was in her twenties,、okay. I believe. Like she got cancer in her twenties, and then like I think this happened maybe in her early thirties. Okay. Well, anyway, she flatlined, and she remembers crossing over to another ro- realm,、mm-hmm. mm-hmm. calling it the after realm. That's what she calls it. She never actually felt any like lifting from her physical body or anything. Just boom, switched over to this other place. Her body floating in a white space and felt super light and formless and free. She was aware that she had died. She especially remembers feeling free of the burdens of every everyday life. Oh my god! She also experienced a life review of her life, but not only her current life but also previous lives that she had lived. She witnessed the review of all the lives that she lived, and she learned that she kept seeing recurring themes in all her lives and was able to pick up on them. So basically. Like when you keep having like finance or relationship issues, she f- she feels she got to learn what her common theme was in life and how to clear it because she explains it really does start attaching itself to your soul during all the lives that you live. So almost like. The lives you live keep teaching you the same lesson until you finally learn. So life keeps teaching you the same lesson until you finally learn that lesson and can kind of like check it off. It's、mm-hmm. like a learning curve. Did what was her common themes? Did they? Did she it didn't、say? go into it, but I'm guessing it was just like everybody else. You know,、okay. like I think she had her thing was also she was very really afraid of death and dying and、oh. stuff, and she definitely came out like. Out of this experience, like completely different person. Like, there's no reason why she was afraid of death anymore. There's some people who really are afraid of death.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more afraid of like、uh, the pain of death. Like, what's gonna cause me to die? Like, you know, I always get terrified of like car accidents and drowning, things like that. There, you you gotta suffer first before you die. A lot of the times, I fear decapitation. Well, <laughs> I know that's, that's kind of. I I don't know that. That's traumatizing. I like, feel like it's very traumatizing. I feel like drowning and burning are the worst ways to die. Oh God, yeah. I couldn't imagine burning. I just burned myself the other day on the air fryer, and that shit hurt. Right. That shit hurt. And then reading these stories of people getting electrocuted.、Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that dealt with some shit.、Mm-hmm. Anyways, so she felt pure love. And there were beings around her. She did see some loved ones as well. When she came back to her regular life and body, she experienced so much confusion and a lot of whys. Why she came back to this world where she was suffering 
so much and dealing with heart surgeries and pain because she ended up getting like a heart transplant Mm -hmm. and she just dealt with it for like a decade after the first cardiac arrest like it was a lot to deal with and dealing with all just constant battles with her heart and everything just trying to get better trying to just become healthy right and then you got this near-death experience too oh my god yeah it's a lot but then it took you into this peace that you hadn't felt and then it was kind of like ripped here you go well here's your heart issues back and your finance issues and all the other burdens yeah socks yeah but the support and love around her made her start seeing the beauty in the world again and started to appreciate her life by being grateful for everything she had and had experienced she did receive a heart transplant like i said and she's doing well and decided to share her newfound wisdom with the world I took a quote from her business's website to wrap up her story. Cherie advocates for self-leadership and rebirthing of the aligned creative spirit. All of the teachings she shares have guided her in becoming a globally recognized speaker, thought leader, and creative visionary. With the launch of her business, Authentic Awareness Initiative, Sherry facilitates conversations around cultural and regenerative transformation and guides visionary leaders on a quest to awaken their authentic self, activate their creative genius, and become their greatest legacy. Her most powerful teachings are reminders of the deeper connection we all have with the greater wholeness of life. That's a really nice quote. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm a little distracted. Your cat is humping the pillow. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's baking. He's he's kneading dough. Why does he hump when he bakes? He's not humping. What is the jerking? What is the hip thrusts about? I don't know. He's old. What do you mean? Do, do you do you not see him thrust his hips when he bakes bread? He's. <laughs> what are you talking Wait, about? Wait, have you not no, seen that? He's I have not. gyrating his pelvis. <laughs> he's been fixed for a long time. Okay, he's like twelve years old. He's he's gyrating. Don't judge his, his humping. <laughs> So you know about it. No, I don't. All right, so enough talking about my cat humps, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Apparently he humps, I didn't know. Factual. But he's old. His name is Flynn, black and white, and uh... He's handsome. Yeah, he's he's very needy, but he's he's chilling a lot better than the dog today. So much, much more (laughs) well-behaved. But anyways, let's get to our last most crazy story that I have. And it's, um, if you look up near-death experiences, like I was looking up, you know, different stories and this guy's story definitely stuck out to me. He Mm -hmm. is a character. He is a character for sure. Mm -hmm. He's written books and everything too. So if you watch interviews with him, he's just like, wow, what a character. I I don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had three near-death experiences. Three? Yeah, three. He says, I've been dead so many times. It's like a comedy routine. Wow. (laughs) All the NDEs have all taken place from 1975 to around 1997. Basically, the first accident happened when he was 25 in 1975. He was on the phone with his friend Tom, and there was thunder outside. So he was in his house. He's on his phone. He told his friend he had to get off the phone because it's like there's thunder outside. And at the time, you know, you remember the the, the lines were all... Right. Like the phone still had cords and everything to right. it. Uh, jokingly, his friend, you know, actually asked him, are you afraid of a little lightning? Which... He told him, yeah, but then, but by then it was literally too late. The lightning hit the telephone pole outside his house, traveled down his phone line because remember, yeah, like I said, back then they were, everything was wired. So it was a wireless, it wasn't a wireless phone. He still had the phone in his hand next to his head and it just shocked. It went, the shock went right into his head above his ear, went down his spine and even welded the nails in his shoes, heels to the floor. No way. Yeah. He gets thrown up towards the ceiling 
and then sees a ball of fire in the room and it leaves him blind and unresponsive on the floor. So he's just holy shit fucked up. Oh my god, that's god. crazy. He describes he just felt burning like he was on fire. He was on the floor, blind and paralyzed. Oh my god. He was pronounced dead for 28 minutes. He remembers leaving his body floating above the ambulance that carried his body to the hospital. Because he remembers thinking it was important to stay with his body. He stated, That world I had just left other than Sandy, who I was in love with, other than that, nothing mattered. I had no interest in it. I didn't care about it. And I won't say I was overly materialistic, but I was materialistic. Okay, so that meant nothing. And I was just kind of, I just kind of went with the body. He didn't feel the burning or the feeling of being on fire anymore. Hmm. He felt his consciousness travel through a tunnel, encountering a spiritual being of light, and then experiencing a replay of his entire life. Wow. He explains, I saw my entire life pass, I saw my entire life pass performing a, I, why did I write that so wrong, so weird? I saw my entire, entire life performing a 360 degree panorama. Hmm. He had missed nothing. I'm sorry, I, I really ruined this today. I'm gonna I'm gonna restart because it's his quote, but then like I started saying he had missed nothing, but it's supposed to be I had missed nothing. Mm-hmm. So it says I saw my entire life performing a 360 degree panorama. I had missed nothing. You know how many hairs were in the nose of the doctors who pulled you from your mother. You know everything that there is from the time you open your eyes. You have complete cognitive cognitive awareness, no doubt about it, and that's all happening at the same time. Then you watch the same life from a second person point of view as if you were your own best friend so you can see how silly how funny how dumb how stupid it was but it's one of your best friends you know there's no judgment just looking then you literally become every person that you ever encounter and you feel the direct results of your interactions between you and that person so no one gets away with anyone anything Mm, that's almost like judgment day in a way like you know how they say when when you meet god you're gonna have to explain Mm -hmm. you know for the things you did and what Mm -hmm. you did to people i wonder if like that's that yeah like knowing the direct results of some of your behaviors and some of the things you did from people you interacted with yeah that's shitty yeah i don't want to deal with that yeah it makes you double think of like the things you've done the people you made feel like shit right you're like fuck right i have to see that when i die like it's gonna be like this guilt trip you're gonna have to go through right especially if you're like an empath you're gonna be fucked up oh my god yeah definitely gonna feel a lot right so then after all these experiences he was back into his real body which was very injured and in the in the morgue he actually woke up in the morgue he woke up in the morgue yeah yeah okay and this was all documented like this is legit yeah this is legit he's written books and stuff about it and he woke up in the morgue yeah yeah so they pronounced him dead Mm mm-hmm yeah he was dead and then he woke up yeah yo that's it happens a lot more often than you. i know that's crazy crazy. so it took him two years to learn how to walk again and he regained his vision slowly and had to wear welder's glasses for a year you can see the pictures online and can see some of his skin looks black like it's burnt from the inside there's a lot of bruising on him all due to the electricity that that entered his body the accident was no joke Mm -hmm. because of his injuries during his first incident with lightning his body was never the same and suffered from other ailments so he ended up experiencing two other near-death experiences one during open heart surgery in 1989 and brain surgery in 1997. His open heart surgery is also unbelievable while working on one of his cars. He used to buy and fix cars and then sell them. He gets a cut on his hand and it gives him 
pericarditis, which I had to look up because I was like, I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is swelling and irritation of the thin sac line tissue surrounding the heart. So he got that from a cut on his hand. That's nuts. Yeah. He first started feeling like he was getting sick, like a flu or something. So he goes to the hospital, he gets checked out, um, and he ends up passing out. He wakes up to the medical staff prepping him for surgery, and they, they end up telling him he needs to go into surgery immediately, or he has about 45 minutes left to live. What? <laughs> you imagine that you're just sitting there and like you don't feel good you think you got the flu and it's like we gotta cut you open right open heart (laughs) surgery yeah so he decides to go into surgery after his family members tell him he needs to do it for them because he didn't want to he was like i'm out of here basically he was just willing to die Mm -hmm. he was like i i'll take it because he he just didn't want to be cut open Mm -hmm. which i understand Mm -hmm. but once he was in surgery it happened again he says and then i'm back down the tunnel i didn't see the being of light Although I was aware of the beings present, I didn't see him. It was not the same as the first. It was as, let me see. It was not the same as the first. It was as though I had acclimated. And I didn't go there in pain. I didn't come from pain or suffering or anything of that. And then I had that second panoramic live review. It was the worst thing about a panoramic life review. Apparently, it starts back up from the beginning and now where you left off. There was no way of escaping anything you've done in your lifetime. Mm. And then the third time he had the an NDE was when he had to have brain surgery due to a subdural hematoma, which um, there are buildup of blood on the surface of the brain. Mm-hmm. He couldn't take the pain anymore, describing the pain as horrible and also affecting his spine and lower back. Mm. In this case, doctors, no wait, in this case, he didn't experience the same scenario as he did during NED number one and number two. He actually watched the doctor shave and start drilling holes in his head. He was just floating above. He was able to go down the tunnel again and see the panoramic view of his lifetime again. Got through about a third of it. So apparently he was able to be like, I don't want to see this anymore. (laughs) And he was able to see a place where people get trapped. So that's where it gets interesting. It's a, he claims it's a place where you go with free will and can choose to stay there forever if you want, which is why there's where he claims there's such thing as ghosts basically so this is where you go you have free will to stay there but i guess if you experience ghosts this is a realm i guess they're in or something wow this is the place they exist in interesting yeah so he was so moved by the idea of people getting stuck or trapped that him being a military veteran himself he used to be a marine decided to start helping dying veterans he started the twilight brigade which ensures that no military veterans die alone he has been with more than 2,000 veterans as they passed on and he's written a couple of books of his near-death experiences saved by the light and secrets of the light lessons from heaven from what i saw he's got a good amount of literature that he's part of as well i did see he was a psychic for a while as well like after his incident Mm -hmm. he even helped solve the murder with his with his abilities the 1993 murder of john and nancy bosco they were shot to death while they were asleep he accurately described the killer who was identified as joseph shadow clark he had told his friends about predictions he was given and they all stood by him that he knew about everything he told them before they happened. Examples of these predictions are the fall of the Soviet Union and the Gulf War of 1991. So yeah, that's a quick version of the story of Danian Brinkley and his near-death experiences. Wow. It's interesting how all three individuals had very, very different experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder what determines that, you know? Like what makes it... 
to where like one person had this it was like he explained it as like a gas and water mixture mm-hmm, surrounding mm-hmm. him with the geometric yeah, you the know shapes. and just this state of happiness where yeah. and then the second lady she had beings surrounding her she mentioned and mm-hmm. you know the other people didn't have that but she did get the review of her past lives mm-hmm. um and then this guy you know he was conscious of what was going on. I need to stay with my body. Mm -hmm. It was like, it didn't sound like he had that sense of peace. It was more or less like he had to watch this movie and was able to make, you know, decisions, free Mm -hmm. will decisions, uh, which can be considered a worldly burden Mm -hmm. if you have to make a choice. So it it just seems like they all had very different experiences. I Mm kind of want what the first guy had. Yeah. You want the the first electrocution option? Yeah, I want that option. That one sounds the best. They they all seem, like, from what I was seeing, like, so many people just feel such peace. Yeah. Oh, to feel that kind of peace. Right. And then you got to come back to to all that's going on in the real world. That's crazy. That's a big shock, I think. Yeah. It's a big shock. Yeah. Mm. I feel that there, like we mentioned earlier, there's so many people that are afraid of death. I've never been afraid of death. No? Ever. Wow. I'm just not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it at all. I'm. Well, I grew up Catholic, so it's one of those Mm. things where, like, I was guilt-tripped into thinking (laughs) I'm going to die in a big, fiery (laughs) pit of hell and... You know, then you got Dante's Inferno, and right. and I would I would just sit there and be scared and traumatized and and for and just beg for forgiveness for any little thing I did right. for the longest time. That's and even traumatizing. now, Jeez. even now, you think about it and you're like, shit. What if? Because some people do like have near death experiences that they experience hell. Right. And a lot of them, from what I've seen, they they were priests or they were you know. So it's one of those things where like. I I want to believe that it is something else, but at the same time, is it your own brain? Right. But what about when your brain actually dies? When you're dead, you're you're considered clinically dead. Your brain is no longer working. Right. And yet you come back with all this consciousness that you saw this, you saw that. There's no way you would have been able to right. if you were fully dead, flatlined. I guess our soul, maybe our soul, yeah. because our soul, you know, they talk about soul travelers mm-hmm. and. You know, like your soul leaves your body. Like, I wonder if, you know, the brain is just the host. Mm -hmm. And we don't need the brain to be functioning to have that, you know, that consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really just our soul that has that. Yeah. You know, like, I wonder. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So, yeah. So, that's just a a quick version of... um, very interesting of near-death experiences super fun to look into yeah and uh it just makes you think and it makes you kind of want to want to figure out your life and want (laughs) to die yeah i want to die see what no i was thinking about it this morning i'm like man but that's a that is a huge price to pay you might not be able to come back (laughs) yeah it is and then you wonder like do you stay in that state Mm -hmm. after you transition because each of these people had not transitioned because they came back yeah i'm wondering what happens when you don't come back (laughs) right i'm saying like damn like you may not be in this oil water geometric state of peaceness like maybe that's like temporary and then what happens after that right maybe it's some kind of uh like a film put there for people to see the whole time just your it's like no like i mean like a uh, like a like a film over your eyes kind of thing so you don't see the real thing oh you know what i mean because god or the higher power knows you're coming back like 
because whatever is really there after life in death is way too much for our, our souls human. and yeah. our human brain to comprehend that when we come back we bring these stories that the rest of humanity can relate to that shit is crazy boom holy crap mind-blowing mind-blown <laughs> well uh we hope you were mind-blown with us and i apologize for all the noise in the background we will be working on getting um things a little more quieter <laughs> yes. but please bear with us for now and uh yeah that was some near-death experiences we hope you enjoyed the show thank you for listening we will be back with another episode next week Bye-bye. bye bye